0: A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. Chapter 34, Missing Persons. Chris was pacing the hallway, pausing only to peer out of the window to see if Georgia was on her way back down the path to the exotic storm. Anya told her that Georgia had rushed out of the dorm with Roxy the previous afternoon, but she had not returned or left word to anyone about her plans for the night. Something's not right, she said. She would never spend the night somewhere else without telling us, without telling me. Anya tried to reassure her. Maybe she spent the night at Franklin's. You know she does that from time to time. No, that's not it. She would have brought Roxy home to Sheila to babysit. Franklin doesn't let her bring Roxy over. He won't have anything to do with her. Anya nodded. Hmm, that's right. Her clear blue eyes bore a look of concern as she tried to make sense of it. Suddenly, Anya's porcelain complexion flushed with excitement of a remembered detail. You know, Georgia said she was taking Roxy to a birthday party, but she didn't have a present. They were in such a rush, I thought maybe they forgot the gift. Iris didn't respond, but rushed to Georgia and Roxy's room, the room she had once shared with Georgia before Roxy came into their lives. She looked around everything looked normal. She opened the closet. All of Georgia and Roxy's clothes were still hanging there, and Roxy's favorite toy, a stuffed alligator, was still on the bed. She grimaced at the sight of the fashion doll that she had given Roxy for her third birthday laying on the floor, dismembered. One of the doll's legs was resting in the alligator's mouth. The alligator was a gift from Sheila, her mortal enemy, and current roommate. Iris pushed aside the brief surge of anger and jealousy. Her worry was too strong. Where were Georgia and Roxy? What happened to them? She came out of the room and found Anya waiting outside the door. Was there a present? No, nothing. I don't understand. Where could they be? Keisha came out of the rec center Her head was artfully wrapped in a colorful turban made from the same riotous and slightly stiff print fabric as the caftan she was wearing. "'Any news from Georgia?' she asked. Iris shook her head. "'No news. I'm getting really worried.' Keisha put her arm around Iris's shoulder. "'It's going to be all right. I'm sure she's fine. Georgia can take care of herself.' Iris pushed Keisha away. I'm telling you, something's not right. She walked briskly to the door, pulled her orange jumpsuit off the hook, and shoved her feet into her boots. I'm going out to look for them. If you hear from her, I want you to call me right away, okay? Of course, assured Anya. You want me to go with you? No, I think I should go alone. Two exotics walking around the sector might bring too much attention. If George is in some kind of trouble, I can do more for her by myself. Iris headed down the icy path, looking straight ahead. Franklin's condo wasn't far. She'd start there. Franklin! She pounded on the door of his condo. Open the door! It's Iris! She could hear some rummaging and muffled voices behind the door. She waited impatiently, knocking several more times. Open up, Franklin. I need to talk to you. After several minutes, the door opened a crack and Franklin peered out. Hey, Iris, I, uh, I'm a little occupied right now. Can you come back later? Let me in. It's important. It's about Georgia? Georgia? Is she all right? He opened the door, and Iris stepped past him into the living room. She saw a strange woman cowering in the corner wearing one of Franklin's dirty undershirts. Franklin blushed as he saw the look of disgust on Iris's face. She's just a friend. Crystal, meet Iris. Iris ignored the introduction and turned her furious black eyes toward Franklin. Georgia and Roxy are missing. I thought you might want to know. Missing? What? They left yesterday afternoon and they never came home. Anya thought maybe she was here. She turned her head to sneer at the woman. But obviously, Georgia didn't spend the night here. Franklin threw a pair of jeans at Crystal. Put these on and go home. I've got a family emergency to tend to. Oh, yeah. You're a real family man. I could see that. Iris started toward the door. Hold on. Franklin held her by the arm. I'm coming with you. She could be in trouble. Iris glared at him. I don't need your help. You'll just get in the way. She walked out of the condo, slamming the door behind her. Iris's next stop was the reproduction center. She was hoping to find Tiffany on duty. She knew the lonely reproduction technician thought of herself as Georgia's confidant. She was too naive to realize the friendship between her and Georgia was a big farce. Georgia just used her for information, and she was so quick to share everything she knew in exchange for a little friendly attention. Iris thumbed in the R.C., As luck would have it, Tiffany was sitting at the reception counter, smiling that big, goofy smile of hers as she looked up from her laptop. Hey, Iris. Did you get your calendar crossed? It's not your day, silly. You're not scheduled until next week. Have you seen Georgia? No. She retired as an egg donor almost three years ago. Iris was annoyed. I know that, but have you seen her? Spoken to her? Anything? Tiffany's large blue eyes grew even larger. No. Why? Is she okay? She's missing. Georgia and Roxy are missing. I thought maybe you knew something. Oh my gosh, really? That's not like her at all. Georgia's so responsible. So, you haven't seen her? No. No. Iris turned around and walked right out the door before Tiffany could delay her with questions. Iris searched the entire sector, even venturing into the oasis, her least favorite destination. She hated the ogles and suggestive comments she had to endure from the rowdy sperm donors and the RTs who frequented the place with the sole purpose of escaping their boring lives by getting sloppy drunk on palm meal. No one had seen or heard from Georgia. It was after midnight, and she had run out of places to look, so she made her way back to the exotic storm. The worry was overwhelming. As soon as she entered the foyer and pulled off her boots, the tears came flowing. Sheila was standing at the end of the hall watching her. (laughs) What are you looking at? Sheila grinned at Iris who was trying so hard to regain her hard exterior. So, you have a heart after all. Shut the fuck up. I'm worried about her, okay? What kind of friend are you? Aren't you worried? Sheila opened the door to their shared room and ushered her in, closing the door behind them. I've got something to tell you. I wasn't sure I could trust you with this information, but... I think I misjudged you. Iris sat on her bed with her arms crossed defensively across her chest. What information? I know where Georgia and Roxy are, but you have to swear to me you won't tell a soul. Iris started to shake. Just tell me. I can't stand this worry. They've crossed over. They're in Sector A. Sector A? What are you, crazy? Why would she do that? The authorities were coming for her. Franklin told him about Roxy. Iris's eyes glazed over with anger. It's not like that, Iris. They tortured it out of him. It would have been just a matter of time before they came to take Roxy away. Oh, no. Sheila nodded. Georgia didn't have any choice. She had to take Roxy and escape. She couldn't tell anyone. It was too dangerous. Iris stared at Sheila, and the old feelings of jealousy and resentment started to return. So, if she couldn't tell anyone, how do you know about it? Cool your jets. She didn't tell me anything. Arthur told me. Arthur? How? It's a long story. Suffice it to say that Arthur never really left the sector and he and I cooked up a plan, God rest his soul. He's dead? It was a glorious death, poor man. The border guard shot him while he was helping Georgia and Roxy get over the fence. How do you know all this? I watched. From a safe distance, of course. At least we know Georgia and Roxy made it over to the other side. Iris sighed loudly, somewhat relieved but overwhelmed with sadness. Sheila continued, One of my sperm donors is a border guard. He told me Georgia and Roxy are still at large, but they've abandoned the search. They figure an unarmed exotic with a small child wouldn't last long out there. (laughs) She chuckled. They don't know Georgia like we do. And they've certainly underestimated Roxy. Iris placed her hands over her eyes in a vain attempt to hold back a flood of tears. Sheila put her hands on Iris' shoulders, a sympathetic gesture that was completely foreign between these avowed enemies. They're going to be okay. She gave Iris's petite body a playful shake. Hey, I'll be your new best friend. How about that? Iris threw her arms around Sheila as she sobbed a river of tears and snot down her back. Fuck you, bitch! I love you too, Iris.